guys and welcome to episode two of the High Impact Podcast. So today we are going to be diving straight in, no mucking around, and we're going to be talking about launching and specifically the lessons that I learned from launching six times in 2021. Yes, you heard correctly. I launched a total of six times this year, which sounds crazy. And when I actually spoke about this on my Instagram, people were like, are you mental? You have been launching once every two months, which I actually don't think sounds that much. Uh, I actually really enjoy launching, but I'm not going to lie. After my sixth launch, I was like, and seen, I am done. I am (laughs) done with launching for the year. And that was last month. So that was in October. I'm filming at the end of November now. So I thought what I would do today is I would talk you through some of the biggest lessons that I've learned from my launches. Some of my launches have gone swimmingly and others were a rude awakening and did not go as swimmingly as I would have hoped. From every single launch that I've done, I have learned a very valuable lesson. And I'm going to talk you through seven of those lessons today. I actually did a post on my Instagram about this quite a while back, about six lessons in six launches. And there will be a little bit of crossover, but most of these are actually different lessons. So buckle yourself in. If you're thinking about launching either for the first time or you're thinking about launching maybe in January next year, which is definitely a time that a lot of launches are gonna be taking place. I, for one, am gonna be launching in January of 2022. So listen up, buckle in, grab a cup of tea because we are gonna be talking seven things that I've learned from six launches. So let's go. We're going to start off in a nice chronological way. And I'm going to briefly talk about my very first ever launch because the first launch is often the hardest for many reasons, but in some ways it can also be one of the easiest. And the reason why I say it can be one of the easiest is because if you were like me and you launched quite a few months into actually starting your business, I think my first proper, proper launch where I actually fully executed a launch and not just threw in the towel on day one was maybe about five months into me starting my Instagram account. And by this point, I'd grown a following of, I mean, it was still a small following. I I don't think I had a thousand followers yet on Instagram, but because I hadn't really been actively selling that much yet or hadn't launched anything, my audience was pretty warm. And I pretty easily. I mean, don't get me wrong. That was definitely effort on my part, but I fairly easily sold five spots for my one-to-one coaching because that's what I was launching at the time. I was launching my one-to-one three-month coaching program. Actually, I think it was eight-week coaching at that time. And I sold all those spots within a week. And I was like, wow, this is so easy. I've totally got this launching thing down pat. And the really funny thing about this was four out of the five people that brought from me were people that I'd never spoken to before. So I had this false sense of security, which I'm going to talk about later on, that I didn't really have to nurture people or talk to people that much for them to buy from me. Now, don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Sometimes people can have a really short buyer cycle and they don't even talk to you before they buy from you. They just trust you. They know, like, trust you really, really quickly. And they do want to buy from you or they've just lurked for a while. They're very familiar with what you do and then they buy from you. So this absolutely can happen. But I think I was lulled into a bit of a false sense of security around it. So in that sense, because my audience was quite warm, they were pretty hot, I sold easily. And I had that really delicious 
uh, you know, three people jumping in on the first day kind of vibe with my launch, which is very exciting, especially when it's a high ticket and also when it's your first ever launch. So in that sense, it was the easiest, but also it is the hardest because it's new territory, right? You've never launched before. You don't necessarily know the ins and outs. You're learning constantly. So in that sense, it was the hardest. But sometimes if you've been warming up your audience for long enough, providing really great content for them for long enough, you can sell spots pretty easily, which leads me into my next point is that sometimes this can lull you into a false sense of security that every subsequent launch you do after a successful launch is going to be a huge success. And this is absolutely not the case. And I think sometimes we can also be fooled by Instagram. I mean, we also, we all know it's a, it's a real, uh, not real, we all know it's a highlight reel. You know, we always know consciously that we're only seeing the highlights from people's businesses. We're seeing their wins. We're not really seeing their failures every, you know, that much. We occasionally see a retrospective failure, but it's not the same when you're going through it. And I also think we tend to believe that progress is linear. We often think that progress is linear and that we're going to continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. You know, we'll have a 1000K month and then we'll have a 2K month and then the 3K month and then the 4K month and then the 5K month. And it just continues on this upward trend when absolutely this is not the case. It can be the case for some people, I'm sure, fine. But for the majority of people, this is not the case. You might have a 5K launch one month or a 10K launch one month. And the next time you launch, you may be really disappointed with the results. And this happened to me a few times throughout the year. I always sold spots whenever I did launch and I always had fairly decent results, but some results that I had were amazing and then others weren't great at all. And I think having one great launch as I did with my very first official proper launch where I sold those five high ticket coaching spots within a week, I really thought, oh my God, okay, I've got this down now. My next launch is going to be incredible. And funnily enough, I actually had, I would say three of those launches back after back were successful. Actually, no, that's a lie. There was one launch where I only sold two spots and I was really disappointed. To my credit, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, toot my own horn here. I actually think I'm someone that recovers quickly from things. So and I, you know, I know it's quite common for people if they've had a disappointing result, they can get really disheartened and it almost puts them off launching for life. You know, they've got this like launch PTSD when actually I, of course, I'm a human. I'm not a robot. I get upset. I get a bit sad, but I very quickly pick myself up from it. Like I will have a full blown and any of my friends and family who know me well will know this about me. I will have like a full blown meltdown and by meltdown, I mean, you know, I'll be like crying all day. And then the next day I'm like, right, I'm fine. I dust myself off and I start planning my next thing. So I I do have a good recovery rate. And so I did find that, you know, if I had a disappointing launch, the next launch was fine. I would get on with it. And even if it was a disappointing result, I'd be like, okay, cool. What did I learn from this? Let's not do this next time. Or this worked really well. Let's do that next time. But anyway, The whole point of this number two thing about the false sense of security that every launch will be a huge success after you've had one successful launch is not always the case. So I just want to mentally prepare you. And I really want this podcast to be really open and transparent and honest because that's the kind of gal I am. And that's, I don't want to, 
I don't want us going into our launches and us going into this online space thinking it's going to be like running through a field of daisies or, you know, running through a field of wheat like Theresa May, right? Like we need to know that it's not always going to be easy. Our progress and our trajectory might not always look like it's going on this upward trend. And that was most definitely not the case for me. I've had some launches where I felt like they did really well and others where I was like, right, that was really disappointing. And to be honest, quite surprising at the lack of results that I got. I didn't even come close to hitting my financial targets. I just want to normalize that for you. And I also want to say that because I launched so much, I actually had a realization that potentially I launched too much. You know, sometimes there is too much of a good thing. And I don't, I also want to point out as well that launching and selling are not the same thing. When you are launching, you're always selling, but when you're selling, you're not necessarily always launching. And I think what I'll do next year in 2022 is I won't launch as much, but I will be constantly selling. Lesson number three, and this is an important one and one that I see happen a lot, especially if you're new to the whole launching thing or selling, and that is try and see the launch through to the end. It's not over until it's over. But also on the flip side of this, if you can't and your mental health is massively being affected by your launch, if it's not quite going how you thought, it's okay to throw in the towel as well. Your mental health is the most important thing. And if you find that you are simply not coping and it is causing you unnecessary stress, it's okay to not see the launch through to the end. But if you're experiencing a little bit of discomfort and you're experiencing some nerves, I do encourage you to see the launch through. The reason being is because you just don't know who is watching and who is contemplating buying, but just hasn't taken the leap yet. You you never, never know who is going to jump in on the very last day at the very last hour. So that's why I always encourage you to keep going. But also if you can't, that's cool too. Number four, the two things to never skip before and during a launch is lead nurture and market research. I'm going to talk about market research first and don't worry, I'm not going to rabbit on about it for too long because I do know it's not the most exciting, sexy topic, right? But it is so important. And honestly, it's one of the things that I see skipped the most. Someone will come to me and they'll say, I've got this idea for this program and it's going to help this person with X, Y, and Z. And then it's going to provide this transformation. So they're very clear on what they want to create. They're very clear on the program. They're clear on the content. They're clear on the strategy. And I'm like, that sounds great. Have you gotten on the phone with any of your ideal clients? Have you done your market research? Nine times out of 10, they'll say, oh yeah, I went on stories and I asked a few polls. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That is surface level market research. Have you gotten on the phone with ideal clients? At least, I would say at least three to five, at least. Have you gotten on the phone and actually asked them, is this something they would want and find helpful? If not, what kind of things would they actually like to see from you? What kind of things would they like to learn about? We should never, ever assume that we know our ideal clients more than they know themselves. Do not skip this step. And I say this from experience, the first time I ever launched and I sort of touched on my first launch there, but that was my first launch that I actually saw through to the end. I launched in, oh, it would have been 2020. Um, and I tried to launch anyway. I think it was like maybe like October, 2020. And I was like, right, I'm going to launch this program. I did zero market research. I just did passive market research. You know, I asked a few polls. I looked in a few Facebook groups, things like that. Things that the, you know, are pretty easy to do that don't require that much effort. And I thought afterwards when I was reflecting, I was like, I didn't even ask my ideal clients, is this what they want? 
I really went off what I wanted to create. You really need to give your ideal clients what they want, sell them what they want, give them what they need. That is really the key. So that's my little piece on market research. The other thing that I mentioned that you should never skip is lead nurture. And actually, again, I touched on this when I did my first proper launch that I fully executed and I was lulled into this false sense of security that I didn't need to be engaging that regularly with clients or with ideal clients because they would buy from me regardless. (laughs) So this just happened to be a total fluke that that happened. And it absolutely, as I said, can happen. In fact, I'm currently launching Story Sales Academy and two of the people that bought it, I'd never actually had a conversation with before them, before they bought rather. So it can absolutely happen. I'm not saying it can't, but more often than not, people need to have some form of relationship with you before they're going to buy from you if you are selling organically via Instagram. So never skip your lead nurture. Make sure you're engaging with minimum. I like to say minimum five ideal clients every day in the DMs, you know, Just make sure you're having those conversations. And when I say lead nurture, I'm talking about the people that are already in your audience. That's the difference between lead nurture and lead generation. Lead generation is going out and filling your sales funnel with new people. Lead nurture is taking care of the people that are already in your sales funnel, already in your following. Number six. Okay, the best skill you can have during a launch is great messaging and sales confidence. Truly, 80%, if not more, of your ability to sell is how confident you are, how enthusiastic you are, and how excited you are about your program. If you hop on your Instagram stories, or if you hop on your main feed, or wherever you are selling, and if you're like, hey guys, um, uh, you know, uh, please buy my program, da 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 here's the link in the bio, Um, okay, cool. I mean, who is going to be wanting to buy that? It's not exciting, you're not going to inspire any kind of action inside someone, You do truly need to have confidence. This doesn't just happen overnight. You need to work on your sales confidence. You need to work work on the way that you show up on your Instagram stories. And this is a practice. The more you do it, the better you get. I definitely didn't start off on my Instagram stories nailing my messaging and nailing my pitch. It took practice. And there are still moments where I'm like, oh, that wasn't the best. And the next day I show up and I try and do it better. So make sure that you practice your sales pitches. You learn how to create incredible messaging, which leads me on to talking about messaging and how important it is to get your messaging right. You need to be speaking in your ideal client's language. You need to be using language that they understand, that they know. You need to be talking directly to their pain points and you need to be really getting to the core of what they want. You need to be talking about their core desires. Again, we think we know our ideal client's pain points and core desires, but until you actually speak to them, you don't know. We might think that the reason why someone isn't doing their workouts is because time, they don't have the time. But actually, nine times out of 10, it's that they do have the time, they just keep coming up with excuses and they're lacking self-discipline and they need accountability. So we might stick to the surface level, you don't have time to work out, you don't have time to do this, but actually that's not gonna resonate with them because their problem is they've got the time, they could wake up 30 minutes earlier every day, they just don't have the self-discipline to do that and they keep coming up with excuses. This is a pain point and that's what you need to be speaking to, which again comes from your market research. This is why market research is so important. So the keys really to selling and having a good launch, two of the keys anyway, and the biggest skills you can have, the best skills you can have is nailing your messaging and also getting that messaging across in a really confident, charismatic, confident way. I've just come to the realization, I think I've messed these numbers up because I've written them down all (laughs) incorrectly. 
Okay, I've lost track of the number I'm, I'm at now. I actually think now I'm at number six. Yeah, I am. I'm at number six now. So apologies for that. We can often go into a launch with a sense of entitlement. Stay with me. Stay with me here. We think we've created this program that is great. It's full of value. Why the hell are people not buying it? Because there's so much value. No, guys, no. Value is not a reason to buy something. If you say, but there's so much value in this, they're like, okay, like how, why is this valuable to me? Why is this valuable? We kind of go into this sense because we've created it. It's our little baby. We think it's great. And why the hell are people not buying it? We know it's what they need. It is your job in your messaging to actually get yourself into your client's shoes, your ideal client's shoes, and tell them, what is this program? What is this offer going to do for them? Don't tell them there's so much value in this. They don't give a shit. (laughs) You need to tell them what the program is going to do for them. How is it going to improve their life? Remember, humans are inherently selfish, and especially when it comes to looking Uh, for investments or spending their money, people are really inclined to actually be more afraid to spend money. We're afraid of losing out. We're afraid of, of loss. If you can convince someone and look, we're not in the business of convincing people to work with us. That's not what we want to do. But if you can get across in your messaging, what the program is going to do for them and how much they've got to gain from doing this program, then they will buy. But if you just go into a launch and you're like, I know this is what they need. There's so much value in this. It's a great program. That's lovely, but it's not going to sell. You need to actually tell them what it's going to do for them. And the last lesson is you don't need a huge fanfare every time you launch. By fanfare, I mean that you don't need to have, you know, this huge pre-sale. You don't need to have a wait list. You don't need to be warming your audience up for two months beforehand. You don't need to have a masterclass or a challenge every time you launch. Sometimes you can, for a short period of time, launch an offer and just sell it. And I know this sounds really basic, but I have done this recently. At the current time of recording this episode, I am selling Story Sales Academy for Black Friday. And I actually started selling it a little bit before Black Friday. So the sale went from like, I don't know, the 22nd of November. And I actually started doing a little bit of selling before that. And the doors are going to close on Cyber Monday on the 29th of November. And this is the first time really that I've sold my program, a self-paced program. So an offer that isn't evergreen, an offer that isn't my one-to-one coaching. And I've done it without a masterclass or a challenge or the huge long email sequence. So this huge, big fanfare. I've done it purely through my content on my Instagram, selling on my stories. I've sent the odd email out here and there. I've gone live a few times in my Facebook group. I've, I've essentially just created content around my program and I've sold it. And I've had really fantastic results from it. Lots of people have signed up. And I really think that this is proven to me because I think I had this belief in me that, you know, I needed to have this huge, big fanfare. Otherwise, it wasn't going to sell. And I think that's why I was so exhausted, why I'd done so many launches and I was knackered by the end of it because I had done this huge fanfare for all of the launches. So you don't need to do that. You don't have to go all out all the works for every single time that you launch a program, especially if it's an offer that your audience are already aware of. And this is the third time that I've sold Story Sales Academy. So people are generally pretty product aware. 
There you have it, guys. Those are the seven lessons that I'm going to be talking about today from launching six times in 2021, which is wild. Can't believe I launched that many times. And those are big fanfare launches, by the way. This wasn't just like, I'm just going to sell today. It was like, no, 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 we're doing a challenge. We're doing a masterclass. Uh, so it was a lot. It was a lot, but I also learned a lot during this time. If you want to go and check out my Instagram, it is at Katie Bambrick Coaching. I also did another post about this where I did include some of the lessons I spoke about today, but also different ones as well. So sort of like a little carry on from this episode. I'm going to leave all the details of how you can find me in the show notes below. I am taking on a few people this month for one-to-one coaching. So there is an application form down below if you're needing help with your sales and marketing or launching, for example. I am your gal. So, and on that note, I'm going to love you and leave you. Thank you so much for listening. If you can actually as well, leave a review on Apple podcasts, but we're only interested in the four and five star reviews. (laughs) So if there's anything less, I would rather you not. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, as I said before, and I will see you guys in the next episode of the High Impact Podcast. Bye.